<laughs> no, hey, no, girl, no. what's up? Hey. What's up? How are you guys? Good. Really good. <laughs> Should I turn my video off? Wait, this is scary. <laughs> okay, I'm turning it off. I'm shy. Yeah, I'm I'm shy too. Hey, I'm Barrett. Hi, Barrett. Yeah, I'm thanks. Lexi, nice to meet you. Thanks, thanks for doing this. Yeah, we're just talking about uh, this is the phenomenology of podcasting part two, and uh, today it's really great to be with my in real life friend Sam and Alexi Alario, and you guys are from Nymphit Alumni, and we're going to talk about. Um, all of the strange phenomena that goes along with podcasting, maybe some of like the theories behind it. So, yeah, th thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. We're really happy to be here. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm us. a big fan of Contained, so I was really excited <laughs> when you asked me to do this. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. So, I just heard your guys' last episode. Was there anything strange that? occurred because I know I know Walter pretty well and I think mm -hmm. what he does is really really interesting because I think he's kind of taken the parasocial level with wet brain to a completely different dimension with the kind of like engaging meme pages and it's almost it's like extremely abrasive like there's there's like podcasting where it's about the content right it's about like the ideas, it's almost something that people feel like should be studied. And then wet brain is just sort of like all about the form. And I don't know if you guys are getting any hate or people were saying like, <laughs> he's a, you know, whatever, promoting skinny girls or something, so. <laughs> wow, how did you know? This is just something that we were discussing today. There was like a tweet that was called, I was saying, um, that we were glorifying like thin white bodies or something as the beauty standard and I messaged the person who tweeted it and I was like what's all this then and it was basically just about like the Walter episode and I think it's kind of hard because our audience is like young girls so you can't really it's harder to fuck around with them and say these like provocative statements like being skinny is good or something or, or <laughs> like all, or all hot girls look like peppy the frog yeah <laughs> right right um I and think, yeah it's kind of hard dealing with an audience that's like going through it with mental illness or something. Yeah. i don't know i mean I, I get it like i get um since our audience is so young like that it's like very real to deal with like young female insecurity or whatever but um you know, it's also just like we're we're just kind of like listening to what people are saying. We're not even really I don't even think we spoke very much during that episode and stuff. And like, you know, we just want people to, you know, we always just want people to be happy. So like whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to deal with stuff like that. Like, Well, you can't yeah. make you can't make everybody happy in this in this right. industry. I, I think uh, I think as people come <laughs> to find out very quickly, but it's almost like um <clears throat> You know, a friend of mine is actually coming on, Alexander Iadarola. He's a pretty, he's a pretty interesting, like, media, music, uh, art theorist. I, he's written, you know, he just interviewed Blady and a few people, but he had this, like, really cool um, way of sort of explaining this idea about, and there's actually, like, other, there's other mediologists, like John Luke Nancy, who I think comes to mind about how, you know, Marxism in the media age is sort of like this totalizing failure because the only way to sort of like collectivize p 
people is through um, selling them something or through like product speculation or entertainment speculation. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, instead of it being like something that's truly like a cultural phenomena, which goes against the grain regardless of what's cool, of like what's cool or not, and creates its own audience. Um, I think it's kind of a strange thing because you're you're sort of like beholden to this whole group of people who are engaging with what you do based on the fact that you're consumer entertainment. And I think that, you know, we all like to think that we're trying to create a space that's like really genuinely cultural and like real criticism and there's something like real to it. But then there's like this whole other side embedded in the medium that takes away it's like you know like when an edm dj goes like throw your hands in the air like we're all gonna make love it's like no they're selling the we so that they can make the money so that you come to the show it's not literally like we're all gonna make love on the dance floor yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think one thing that this kind of reminds me of is like one thing that's kind of tricky when it comes to podcasting is that it seems like a lot of people that listen do genuinely feel like they're a part of a conversation, which is naturally like a feeling that you have when you're listening on a conversation with like multiple people. I guess we have three people, so it does feel pretty engaging, but I've noticed that people feel this like sense of anger or something whenever we don't bring up something that they wanted us to. Like I remember with our American Apparel episodes, like there were these oh comments God, on yeah. Reddit that were just like, how could they not like bring this up? And I'm like, okay, I think you guys are confused. Like we talked about what we wanted to talk about yeah. and you guys aren't actually like talking to us. Like if you have comments, you can make them in this way. That's not just like, how could they not say this? You know? Yeah. I think it's also hard. Cause like podcasting is like very fundamentally different from social media. We're like, we're very accustomed to that form of like culture cultural production where you actually do have like a platform to like say something so when you're like podcasts are kind of so new and people are more used to just being able to like put in their two cents on something instead of just like passively listening so combining podcasting with social media which is kind of like inextricable at this point like people just you know they get frustrated with the medium because they are not the ones that are voicing these things and I would just say like just do your own podcast or something like I don't know or just talk about it with your friends like you don't need to like there you know this the scope of ideas is so impossibly large like there's no possible way that we can include everything into this shit like um but you know I just think it's weird um how people engage with podcasts when they're such a passive medium you know like it's I don't, like, when I was reading the Justin, Murf Justin Murphy's recommendations that you should, like, take notes and stuff, I was like, that kind of goes against the fundamental part of, being, like, listening to a podcast, which is just, like, you're engaging only one of your senses, and, like, you can choose, the, it, there's, like, a autonomy to it, which I really like, like, you can choose how much you want to engage with it, and I feel like the less you engage with it, the less you take notes, like, the more you kind of develop your own ideas. I think it's kind of the opposite of, like what he was suggesting yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> what are your thoughts on like uh how podcasts affect kind of like our cognitive processes like well i think well i mean it, it again it really depends like 
you know, you have certain podcasts that are purely informational. Like I just, I had Meta Nomad and he's like on the first part. I love Hermetics. I think it's great. But it's like very sort of like deep interviews uh, based on like philosophical canons of certain thinkers or certain ideas or certain um, like critical movements. Uh, and he's basically just very neutral. There's no music as we're like, I add a ton of music. I make it really weird. Um, I sort of backed off from like the parasocial stuff a little bit because I think there's like that whole theory with Red Scare where like the sort of way in which they don't edit things and the fact that there are these like long gaps, they sort of fill in this imaginatory space where people can sort of like interject their own being or autonomy into the conversation and so I kind of understand why some people like edit their stuff like really meticulously so there's no space to do that so it's just a pure stream of information but um, going to what you were saying earlier about um, like cognitive processing and podcasts I think it's really strange that when, when it's like, well, go start your own podcast, why do you have to say it on social media? I mean, social media is kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the death angel's golden horn into like the, you know, the void of extinction. Like, that's kind of like, like, we're all engaging in this thing. Nobody knows why. Like, there's no profit margin to be shit posting about whatever thing. Yet people will write up like entire long things about just certain details because we're that's literally how alienated we are. It's true, yeah. And because of like the lockdown and because of social media and because just people lack this communal cohesiveness that we used to have for you know all of what we would call human history mm-hmm. yeah i think it's very true it's i don't know i think it's weird because like um i think with podcasting specifically i like that it you know it, it, it's weird that there's so many different aspects of it removed so like i think it is kind of better to not have it like not have so much empty space in it because there's already not a visual aspect to it or like a tactile aspect to it. Like that is already the empty space in podcasting that's like already missing from it. So like the more you add to it, the more people do become, like people love to be detectives and it it makes your work like really popular because people love pinning all this stuff together. But like you have to be really careful with like how that's going to affect like, because you don't have control over the narrative and you're not going to anyways. But, you know, you don't want people to get too obsessed and involved into it because then it becomes something else and it becomes like kind of a negative area. Um, And people kind of will that negativity into the podcast. Like I believe other people projecting that energy onto you can like manifest it into your own life. Like, well, I I don't know what Alexi feels about that, but I my theory is that I just don't look at any of it. Yeah, I don't like I've read all the stuff. I've seen it once. I almost like had to laugh at how inaccurate it all was, and then I just kind of like went about my day. I was like, "Ooh, I'm an angel cult leader. Okay, great. Like, <laughs> fuck, like, fuck you. See you later. Like, I'm not reading this again. Like, I've had enough of this, you know, kind of thing." And I just, I don't know. I don't know, Alexia. How do you how do you feel about it? How do I feel? I don't know. Like the main critiques of us seem quite petty, and like, yeah, they are projecting. Um, I just think that a lot of people's anger comes from their, like, 
I don't know, lack of ability to do the same thing because I do remember feeling that way before I had a podcast just being like, oh, nobody's getting it right, like, or thinking like, oh, I had this thought first, but someone else said it in a way that I didn't like. Um, and I suggest that if you feel that way, you should just put your thoughts out there in some kind of way so you can like feel at peace in your soul. But yeah, it is a good idea to not look at it. But I also like, I feel like it doesn't really affect me that much. And also I like to talk to people that critique us. There was like, oh wait, should I even talk about this? There was, um, <laughs> oh, wait, let's just say that there was like a somewhat viral tweet of someone saying that we were like the worst podcast um, they'd ever heard. But whenever that happened, we didn't even have like a spike in listeners, even though this tweet had like 5,000 likes or something. Yeah, so, so they, they didn't just, even like, no one's listen. actually yeah. listening to this. They just think it's funny that someone like called us the worst podcast of all time. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it it's totally strange. I mean, I think, yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely agree with everything you're saying about like the social media numbers don't really add up a lot of times like I think people see I also think there's this um, thing where people tend to like overshare on social media to like whether it's like their political views or they're this or they're that instead of actually like taking time to formulate their thought process and like any sort of way like writing or fucking going on a long rant through monologues and I think I think that's kind of like a bad strategy. I think it's I think it's a bummer in a lot of ways too, just because um, this is one of like the last places that isn't you know. Obviously, it's attached to some sort of like algorithmic potential, but mm-hmm. like the actual medium itself is not really facilitated through algorithms. Like you can pretty much say because there's no hierarchy. There's no like this thing it's like obviously you get certain recommendations and algorithms i think are a really big problem i think it's a big issue but i just i like what you said about like how you were you like you felt like there wasn't enough of what you were doing or like you had an idea because i feel like inspired by negation like i was like really pissed when i started doing this shit i was like (laughs) i was a musician and i just saw like the lamest most corporate shit just like non-stop and yeah and i was just like fuck all these people they're not saying anything real they're not doing anything interesting like I'm just gonna go fucking podcast and say all my insane ideas, and that's basically it. And I just did it because I felt like nobody. I just wasn't hearing anything that I wanted to hear anymore. It's and it's also that like really critical depression, like mid quarter life crisis thing, where <laughs> you know that meme where it's. Uh, the guy and his like thought it's just like I'm at the lowest point in my life and out of his mouth it goes I'm going to start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I think that's real it definitely is oh yeah Yeah. for sure but I think that negation I guess is like a really powerful creative force whether people want to admit it or not like a lot of really great designers and artists like that is their big thing like they're Mm -hmm. like I wanted something in the world that like didn't already exist there Mm -hmm. um so a lot of like people that are detractors are really critical which like I have no issue with like I literally studied art criticism 
it's easy to get stuck in this state of like everything sucks and like no one is doing anything right but yeah more people should channel it into like an outlet (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm not a big fan of this like low iq mark fisher fatalism stuff sorry low iq mark mark fisher is just kind of like a funny saying (laughs) i actually kind of i kind of like him but yeah i i just i just say low i because i don't like the fatalism i'm very much like fighting against that in some way or another but it's like hard to keep this up with all the criticism and finding new ideas but i think if you're constantly just sort of like open-minded to what's happening in a contemporary setting then you'll always have stuff to sort of like read and talk about Mm -hmm. and find and one thing i was going to mention about podcasting and why it seems incompatible with like social media to me is that social media like works really well if everyone's really hyperbolic and i think we have like a really hyperbolic culture where things perform well if they just like are super one way or another um and i think that just doesn't mesh well with like responding to like an hour of someone talking just by like summating it with like of course it's really nice when people say we're like really smart and the best thing ever but I don't really know what that means and also when people say we're the worst podcast they've ever heard I'm really confused by that yeah um it's hard to it's hard to understand why anyone would have strong feelings about anything that I ever have done (laughs) in my whole life like that's I know it's you know, like there was a time where like I was considered extreme, and now it's like I'm just some milk toast artsy pot, you know, talking about art and yeah. critical theory. And it's like, you know, th- things change so much. But actually, you said something that I think Sam said something that you said that oh, I yeah. th- about. Oh, yeah, it was the thing how you always go. Like, when, like, a really big celebrity starts a podcast, you're always just kind of, like, podcasts are not for, like... Like, if you start a podcast and you really ha- already have, like, a giant platform, like, you're kind of on your way down. Like, podcasts oh, yeah. are for, like, nobody. What was the thing <laughs> like, about that? Yeah, podcasts think... are for people on the come up, not... Yeah. And if you're already, like, at a high point in your career, then it's kind of the sign of, like, a fall-off. Yeah. But I think it's important to talk about celebrity podcasts. I have a lot of thoughts about those. Yeah. I okay, I want to hear about those. Or mostly, like, I guess, like, big YouTuber podcasts, but also celebrity podcasts just seem to be, like, kind of, yeah, the signaling of, like, a downward career. But, um, I guess which, my... Which ones in particular really stand out? A celebrity podcast? I don't know, like, I can't even name any specific ones because I never listen to them. We always just, like, send them in the chat and are just, like, WTF, <laughs> like, why is this person starting a podcast? Like, I don't... Who? I mean, Tom Green has, like, a YouTube channel now yeah. where he just, like, travels. It's stuff like that. Like, when celebrities, like, celebrities start TikTok accounts and they start commenting on, like, the goings-on of, like, yeah. social media stars. Like, last night, Heidi Matthews, uh, that, that like, um, Playboy bunny, yeah. she yeah. she was, like, talking about Emma Ch- Chamberlain on TikTok. She was, like, oh, yeah, she, who's, like, a, she's, like, an inf- a big influencer and... She was just like talking about what this influencer was doing and it's just kind of funny that like all these celebrities they now want to be influencers and like they're all joining like these influence like the influencer economy because they just really like to be famous and they know that that's kind of like the new outlet like all Hollywood is dead like the music industry is yeah. eh, it's kind of still there but um 
Well, it's that's the new modality, and yeah. it, it's so hard because I don't want to be famous at all in any way. But it's like you always want to think that like oh you can separate the person from the work, but especially now it's like you really can't. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like as people, you know, as we become more and more of these like postmodern subjects or whatever, where you know. I think Kanye West is a really good example of that. Obviously, you know, Kim Kardashian. And I think just the whole, like, celebrity economy. Um, we're sort of grappling with this idea. And, you know, Jacques Derrida said, you know, like, after I die, everyone's going to for fucking forget about me. And he's, and I think he, he had a really good explanation why. It's like, because I created this this new kind of person that is neither subject nor object that people can just project anything onto so like uh, utterly like my death will be just meaningless and i think that's kind of true like you see it all the time you see people like come and go and people forget and then they come back and they're like oh what happened to you meanwhile they've been gone for like 10 years and you have people no one has thought about them one time yeah it's so and so like the the revival of like a paris hilton or this kind of like bimboology, I think. That's sort of like the, that's kind of like the hauntology of our today's youth or something like yeah. that. Where Why do I feel like she has a podcast? <laughs> I feel like she would. Yeah. Like Kat Marnell has a podcast or some shit oh, yeah. like that. I, I don't know. These people, yeah. like, I don't get it. I don't understand I it's for, it. For super famous people, it makes sense why they want to get into social media just because... I don't know, podcasting seems like for someone that like once had an industry career, like it's a really relatively low effort way of making income. And I think that's why like Logan Paul and Emmett Chamberlain started doing it because compared to like making YouTube videos, like filming and editing those and like actually going out to do things, it seems like very easy. Like you just have to talk and be yourself. And it's basically admitting like people just will take anything from me. Like I don't need to prepare (laughs) anything. I can just like talk to my friends and it'll like make me passive income. Um, So I think that's why it kind of strikes me as weird whenever people who have established personalities like start podcasts. Well, that's like, that's like Walter being, (laughs) that's like Walter Pierce, you know, he's just sort of (laughs) shit posting, talking to his quasi famous friends. Right. I think, I think he's taken it to a completely different level, which is why just sort of like as a formality, I really like it because it is so, but it's so not me. Like, I am so not that way that it's almost like I... But I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by it because it's it's like this whole other new sort of like celebrity economy. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of popped up. It's like the whole kind of like post-Red Scare, post-Trump like thing where... You know, in this day and age, we have a literal dead person for a president. So nothing you say can ever mean anything ever fucking again. Because clearly nobody's running this ship. It's just some, like, freeform cybernetic, like, thing of, like, a system full of idiots. And we're all just sort of, like, plugging along. And whoever's most optimized for something, like, gets the position. But the position is already sort of Mm pre-automated. And so, not to get too, like, conspiratorial or anything, but, yeah, as human beings, we just, we really don't have much power or 
uh, or subject, you know, like there's, there's really not like a lot of power, but the thing that I do think really matters that people really discount is resonance. Like, and you see this when you're talking about like celebrity podcasts, like how many people do you see with like fucking a hundred thousand, uh, like in, 